0: GN Productions presents Till Beth Do Us Part A radio play by Michael Sadler Brought to you by COVID and Isolation David and Beth lived in a modest home in a modest town It was late fall, and supper was almost ready when David walked through the kitchen door, placing the keys on a tiny hook that hung on the wall. The power had been out for several days, so Beth worked by the light of many candles.
1: Mmm, smells delicious. What you making?
2: Something new. French. Exotic.
1: Do I want to know?
2: That depends. What animal parts are off-limits?
1: I guess that answers my question.
0: As David removed his brown wool jacket and settled into a chair at their modest kitchen table, he could feel a palpable silence from the counter where Beth chopped
1: vegetables. Is everything okay, honey? Yes. It's just you're quiet tonight. Yes. Have I done something wrong?
2: You're late again.
1: I know, honey. It's like I told you. Look around. We're working double, triple shifts at the plant to get this power back online. You should have seen the roads on the way home. All the traffic lights are out. It's chaos.
2: You always call.
1: I tried. The phones are on the fritz now, too. I promise. I tried to call. I just couldn't get through.
0: Oh, really? Beth turned to face David, the long, wide chef's knife glistening in the flickering candlelight. This wouldn't have anything to do
2: with Lexi, would it? What?
1: Honey, I told you Alexandra's just a friend.
2: A friend you get drinks with after work?
1: That was one time she was going through her divorce. I, she, she doesn't have anyone.
2: Anyone but David.
1: Beth, come on, this isn't like you. You aren't a jealous person. What's gotten into you?
2: I'm not a stupid person, either. Honey,
1: can I ask you an honest question? Have you been taking your medication?
2: Don't change the subject!
0: Beth strode over to David where he sat, lifting him now by the collar of his blue shirt.
1: Beth, honey... I'm sorry I didn't call. I I know this has been a stressful time, but please calm down.
0: I'll show you calm. Beth thrust the knife towards David's chest. David caught her hand an inch from his own doom. They fought for control, David attempting to free the blade from her hand as she repeatedly stabbed at air, nicking him finally just above the jugular. His eyes alit with terror. In one motion, he gripped her wrist and slammed outward, bashing her clenched fist against the leg of the kitchen table. He went to slam it again, but in his rage... Slipped, As if in slow motion, the knife slid through the loose knit of his wife's white sweater, burying itself deep in her chest. One inch, two inch, three inches, four inches, and finally five. Slow motion. Yet it happened so fast that David had trouble believing it was real. Oh God, (gasps) Beth!
2: Fuck that lousy whore, Lexi. And fuck you, David.
0: Go to hell and burn. David scrambled to his feet. He found his phone in the pocket of the brown wool jacket and dialed. Come
1: on, come on. You're goddamn 911. You have to work.
0: David watched as blood pooled, staining the threads of the white sweater soaking into the tile floor. Reluctantly, he put his fingertips to Beth's neck. He found no pulse. Slumping to the cold tile, he began to sob.
1: I'm sorry, Beth. I don't know what happened. Did you forget your medication? It's never been like this before. I'm sorry, I was late. I was working, honest. You can't be gone. You're everything that matters in my life. (laughs) Beth. No, you know what? I'm not giving up that easily. I won't believe that you are gone. We're going to the hospital.
0: David arose, putting on the brown wool coat and retrieving the keys from the hook by the door. He bent, brushing the hair from Beth's face, lifting, and began to exit the kitchen.
2: Turn off the stove. Beth? You'll burn the stew. Honey, you're alive. What are you doing? What do you mean? You haven't carried me across the threshold in eight years.
1: It's okay, honey. We're going to get you to the hospital. They'll be able to take care of you there.
2: Put me down.
1: Beth, you're delirious.
0: I said, put me down. David lost, began to lay Beth again on the floor.
2: What the hell, David? I can stand on my own two feet.
0: He set her feet on the ground. There she stood, glaring at her husband. How is this possible? A woman's place is in the kitchen, is that right? Beth went to the stove, turning off the burner, She dipped a ladle deep in the broth, pulling up a sample. Try some?
1: Uh, sure. Wow, that's delicious.
2: Then let's eat. What is happening? That being said, I'm actually not all that hungry. But feel free to help yourself. Beth, we have to get you to the hospital. Why?
0: Beth looked down noticing suddenly the large chef's knife protruding from the center of her chest.
2: Oh, this? Yeah, that's inconvenient. David stared as Beth took the handle
0: of the knife, pulling it slowly from the cleft in her flesh. Blood poured forth like a
2: geyser. (sighs) I have to be honest, I feel much better now.
1: Oh, I understand. Focus, David, you are in shock. Just get her to the hospital.
2: Hospital, Hospital. I feel fine. Great, actually. Oh, God, I remember now. Did I have one of my episodes?
1: This isn't real. You are experiencing trauma over the accidental death of your wife. Guilt? Shame? She isn't talking to you.
2: I did, didn't I? I'm sorry, David. I've been taking my medication, but it's all been so much. The long days at home since my job ended, your long hours, I've been acting a little crazy. Even though you know I hate that word.
0: David reached out his hand and once again pressed it to Beth's neck. She remained pulseless. He held her shoulders.
1: Beth, I, I don't know how to tell you this. There's no easy way. You died. You are dead. There's nothing for it.
2: No oh, bullshit. Come on, David. You're late. Let's have dinner.
1: No, Beth. I came home. You had, as you said, an episode. There was a struggle. And that
2: knife... Wait. Did you kill me? kind of what the hell david
1: it was an accident i was defending myself
2: oh is that what you're going to tell the judge you lying cheating sack of shit beth i'm just kidding honestly david i don't care bygones be bygones
1: even me killing
2: you like i said i feel better than i have in years
1: that's great if only this was real
2: so what Am I a ghost or something? Some figment of your imagination related to your unresolved issues with me?
1: I don't know, sounds about right.
2: Jesus, even in death, a woman is only around to satisfy a man's needs.
1: Well, is there something I can do for you then?
2: Well, actually. Yes? You know things have been a little lackluster lately in the boudoir, you know? Maybe that's why I let this Lexi thing get in my head. Uh Uh-huh. And so
0: they made love. David watched as the redness dampened their queen mattress, reminding himself it was only in his head. They snuggled afterward, feeling closer than they had felt in
2: years. (sighs) Beth? Yes, my love?
1: Can I be honest about one more thing?
2: Yes, please do.
1: It's Lexi. I did sleep with her. It was only one time, months ago, you were distant, I thought. Well, it doesn't matter what I thought, it, it, it was wrong. I would never do it again. Not, not with Lexi, not with anyone.
2: Oh honey, it's like i said, bygones. If I am dead, like you say, then it doesn't matter. My life may have ended, but don't oh. let it end yours. Truly? Truly. They slept deeply to the sound of
0: leaves rustling outside their window. The next morning, David arose early to make coffee. Beth joined him soon after. Through her half-open robe, he could still see the deep gash in the center of her ribcage, though the blood had begun to dry and darken by now.
1: Morning, sunshine.
2: Good morning, my dear.
1: You get your hunger back?
2: Huh. Yeah, I am hungry, actually.
1: Great.
0: As David stood at the kitchen counter, he looked out the window above the sink. In the distance... It seemed like a large crowd had formed in the field behind their house.
2: I'm having a very specific craving, actually. You're going to laugh.
1: Hey, Beth, do you see all those people out there? What do you think that's about?
2: As David
0: poured the first cup of coffee, he slipped, burning his hand. He noticed that the crowd was moving, together, and slowly, toward Beth and David's house.
1: Honey, I'm a little concerned there is a crowd... Of people, oh my god, a lot of people moving toward the house.
0: Beth slid behind David, wrapping her arms around his waist in a tight embrace, standing on her tippy toes to give him a cold
2: kiss on the cheek. You know what I'm really craving right now? I know exactly what it is. Please don't laugh, my love. I'm really hungry for some. brains.
0: As the scope of the situation resolved itself in David's focus, he thought back to that day, eight years ago, and the vows they had exchanged atop that wooded mount. Till death do us part, they had said. As he took a long sip of the rich, bitter liquid in his mug, he thought to himself,
1: I wonder if this counts.
0: The End Written by Michael Sadler Acted by Lauren Hart, Richard Tyriot, and Ashley Gromble Music by David Parleberg Editing and effects by Phil Pickens Moral support by Lizzie V, Michelle Fowler, Michael Propster, Christopher Toko, Stephanie Regina, and myself, Natalie Hegg Happy Halloween Okay Okay